Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. All right, Kevin Barker. So what do we make of things after a weekend in which the Toronto Blue Jays took two of three from the Baltimore Orioles and uh, saw the possibility of a sweep escape yesterday uh, on, a, on, a rare, on a rare implosion by Jordan Romano, their closer? Uh, look, I, I think going into that series, if you said take two out of three, have a, what, a two-game lead over Seattle, be in the first wild-card spot, if it ended today, you'd be hosting the the three games, I think you'd take it. This is exactly what they were wanting to do. That's exactly what they did. The bullpen did enough. The starting pitching did enough. It's just one guy came in, maybe flipped a couple of too many sliders, got in trouble, you know, a decent team offensively making some adjustments late in the season, go up hunting the slider. I mean, why wouldn't you? If you can't hit 99, why try, you know, why try and hit it, look for something else, they got it, didn't miss it. And sometimes that's how you lose is you just sometimes flip too many. I think that's what Romano did, but you took two out of three. That's a good thing. I think if you looked at the standings this morning, you would probably say, Kevin, that uh, – Absent the possibility of winning the American League East and getting that by, and the, I, I would suggest in some ways the loss to Baltimore yesterday, coupled with the Yankees winning, almost had more of an impact in that regard for the Blue Jays than in, than in the wild card race. Uh, the, the chances are still there. You've still got three games against the Yankees, it's so it's, it's slim. It's mm. going to depend on what, <clears throat> pardon me, it's going to depend on what happens. It's going to depend on what happens this week. But absent that, if you look at the standings this morning, you're touching this. This is kind of best-case scenario for the Jays, I think. Hosting, having home field advantage, and, uh, well, best-case scenario would probably be having home field advantage hosting the Rays, don't you think? Would maybe, you rather face trying, the Rays or the Mariners? I don't think I care. As long as it's at home, why would it matter who you're facing? That, that's the whole point here is you want to get the first wild card, continue to pitch well, you know, don't run into triple plays in the third inning. That that would, you know, be something you might want to work on and, and you know, well, you can't, run with your head up. You can't, not work, to, you can't do a drill to avoid well, a triple I mean, you can, play, you can, Kevin. You can, you can do a little uh, slap a guy on the fanny and go, hey, uh, you know, uh, sh- short liner to the shortstop, freeze. That's the word of the day. Freeze. When in doubt, go back. Do that, even if it is the third inning and you still got time to overcome it. What if they scored a couple runs in? And then Jordan Romano could come in and flip that thing till he can't flip it anymore and he could get away with it, right? Okay. Yep. So I think it's a little bit a little bit of that. See, I, it's, just, it's, I, don't, I don't think there's a perfect team. Is, is the point here I think we're trying to get through? Maybe, maybe the Astros are about as close as you're going to get. The, the Yankees have warts. Seattle has warts with injuries. Yeah. Uh, the Blue Jays, we know, have warts. 
The Rays have warts offensively. Like, every one of these teams has it. It's just the little things in games. No matter if it's the first inning, the third inning, the fifth inning, you do little things to keep from beating yourself. The one that does that, I think, the most the last 15 games, that'll be the team that's hosting those three wild card games. If you continue to do the little things that the Blue Jays do, run into outs. Now, I'm not saying they ain't playing good because they are. Mm-hmm. But it's if you want to host that game and you want to put a little separation between you and the Orioles and even the Rays and even Seattle, you know, how about that schedule for Seattle who's lost three in a row? Like, it's little things like that. So, the Jays lost 5-4 yesterday. Um we talked about the triple play in the third inning. And I know most people, when a triple play happens, they just kind of shrug and go, well, okay, you know, like a perfect storm against you. But as you pointed out, you've got to have a little more awareness of when you're on the bases when the ball's right it's in dumb. front of you. There's no excuse for it. It is a, you have your cleanup hitter up. Uh, you have first and second. You have a guy on the ropes in the third inning. A soft liner to the shortstop. You're not going anywhere, basically. Absolutely not. You're it not is, going anywhere if you're Vladdy or both. You want to get a uh, you want to get a, a decent lead. You want to get a big secondary lead. You want to freeze. You want to again, when in doubt, take a step back towards the bag that you were just occupying. So it's at least if it's a, a a base hit to center field, you go to the next base. You're not trying to score on that. And Bo, for me, was looking at the runner instead of the ball. It's like that, you know, when you get a puppy and you you throw them a baseball and their little eyes are following the ball. You know, it's just, oh, look at the ball. Here, I want to run after it. It's no different base running. Stop looking at the guy that's in front of you, what he's doing, because he saw Vladdy take a big secondary lead and turn both, both shoulders towards the third base bag. So and what's Bo doing? Yeah. Bo's following what he's doing. So it's, it's, there's no, this time of the year when you're trying to go where the Blue Jays are trying to go, there's no excuse for it. Uh, Vladdy Jr. did hit a home run yesterday in that game. And we'll get to Romano and the pitching in a minute. But Vladdy Jr. did hit a home run in that game yesterday. George Springer again has a knack of, showed a knack for doing things, for doing doing at least one thing offensively in a game that can make a difference, despite the you, fact that he's basically reduced to one arm. Can I ask you arm. a question? Is he a great player? I mean, yeah, I, th- I think he is. I Springer, think so, too. I, I think so, too. I, I think he is. You know, it's watching watching him yesterday. You know, there's two sides to every narrative. And and so far, one of the narratives with George Springer is, oh, my God, the guy's always hurt. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, the guys, they've got to worry about DHing him here and, like, center field here. But kind of the flip side of that seems to me that when he is needed, he plays hurt. This is, George Springer realizes he was signed by this team for what he's going to do in September and October. And I think maybe we need to kind of flip that narrative a bit. And, and, and instead of pointing out that the guy always seems to get hurt, I mean, there are players who play that way, right? There are players whose game involves a lot of impact and a lot of impactful plays, and they're going to be hurt. George Springer is able to do something. Like I said, we'll find out at the end of the year if this guy needs surgery. I guarantee you we're going to find I'm out if sure the guy needs already. surgery. Yeah, they know that already. And he's hitting 260 he with 21 still, homers to 66 RBIs. So he's still contributing. Is that, is, that a, is that a great player? Man, statistically, no, statistically it isn't, but I still I still think of him as a great player. Yeah. 
I'll put it this way. Big moment. You want him up? Do you think his teammates think he's a great player? I think so. Do you think his manager thinks he's a great player? I think so. Clearly, the front office does because they're paying him one, like a big player. Uh, one big at bat. Who do you want up? George Springer. There it is. No I, question. Like, like, I, I think it's – I'm question. not sure the great player that's – a, that's a strong – it's a strong word, but I will say there's certain players that just when the moment is the biggest and everybody's watching and you're holding your breath, is he the guy you want up? Yeah. For me, he, he is. He, for me, he's the one guy in this team. Yeah. Maybe other than Alec Manoa, where the moment, the moment's not too big for him. The moment's not too big for him. He's very comfortable He's very comfortable with the spotlight on him. He's had it on him for a long time mm-hmm. with Houston. And, of course, carrying the baggage of that whole, the whole cheating thing with the Houston Astros. Like, George Springer is used to playing with a lot of expectations on his shoulder mm-hmm. and with a lot of people, <clears throat> let's face it, with a lot of people wanting him to fail because I think a lot of people around baseball want to see anybody who played with the Houston Astros fail. No question. And I think these guys know it. And it's something, look, I... I don't well, feel, they earned that. Yeah, they did. I, <laughs> yeah, I certainly don't feel for sorry sure. for him. I don't either. I don't feel sorry for him. But George Springer is clearly, you know, he he he's walking the walk in that way. He is. Vladdy's home run yesterday, the one-handed finish. Yeah, I don't think it's so much about that for me. It's more about he landed a little closed than he normally does, which means his front foot is a little bit more. I mean, it's opened basically towards the second base bag instead of him trying to open up towards the short to towards short stop instead of second base because he's trying to clear the hips you know it's that generating bat speed and trying to get the head out on velocity for me he kept the front side in he added length to his swing he kept the barrel in the hitting zone a long time you do that and you have all the talent that Vladdy has the ball's going to go where you want it to go and I I just for whatever reason, he tends to chase a little in, a little away. Mm-hmm. I'm not real sure why that is. Like I'm, I just don't want to walk up and ask him. There's 15 games left. Like it's he is what he is. Can I? Can do you think this? I don't want to talk about umpires. Do you think this gets back to that though? No, that's an excuse. The fact that he we talk great he, players. He may, he Vladdy a great, is, is is Vladdy a great hitter? Yeah, he is. Okay, then that that for me is the separator. All right. Like that umpire thing, it's it's how you handle that. It's the conversation you have with the umpire. It's the way you overcome it. But see, I think that I think the part of the thing with Vladdy is given the type of year he put up last year, I think Vladdy thinks. He deserves more respect from home plate umpires say earn. when it comes to the strikes. Earn it. You don't think one season earns it? No. I think back to back season. You don't think seasons. one MVP season earns it? Well, he wasn't an MVP, was he? Well, I mean, he no, was he the wasn't. most viable player not was. named Shohei Otani. Well, he wasn't. He, he had right. a really good year. The Jays uh, have just wrapped up a string of 11 games in 10 days. They have a well-deserved day off today. They'll play a two-game series against the Philadelphia Phillies on Tuesday. Then they'll go on to Tampa. John Schneider, their manager, by the way, will join us at 11.30. Shai Davidi nice. at 11 o'clock. Jays went 7-4 and four over that span of 11 games in 10 days. And that was, we, we knew going in, that was going to be a test for John Schneider and the, and, and the coaching staff. No question. 
the starting rotation came through for them. The bullpen, yesterday notwithstanding, there seems to be a real order to that bullpen. Now, you can almost, Kev, it's almost to the point now where we can manage along with John Schneider when it comes to his bullpen use, sure. which you couldn't do the start of the year. So let's mm-hmm. let's focus in, let's zero in now in the pitching after after yesterday. Alec Manoa, six innings, four hits, five strikeouts, four walks. He did enough. Did enough, didn't get the decision. Jordan Romano, we talked about four hits, three runs, 20, it took, <laughs> Jordan Romano allowed more runs in his first 21 pitches yesterday than he'd allowed in all his previous outings at the Rogers Center this year. He yeah. had two runs allowed going into yesterday's mm-hmm. outing. So let's let's start talking about Manoa and the rotation. I'm sorry, let's start talking about Romano and the bullpen. We'll go to R- R- Manoa and the rotation later. But Romano and the bullpen. Yesterday was his fifth blown save. We kind of talked about this after that one save against Tampa where he came out and threw eight consecutive sliders before he threw a fastball. You don't like it? I don't know if I I don't know if I should or not. I, I don't know if I should care about it. Do okay. you like it? Does it matter? Uh, uh, does 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 relying on the I, I did not like the first I did not like the first pitch slider yesterday. No. I didn't like that. You're my closer. You've got ninety nine. I want to see the first I want to see a first pitch fastball. I just do. But, yeah, but that's not him. That's the, that's the whole point here. And, and and I'm trying to look up. My phone's not working. I'm trying to look up what batters are hitting off the slider. There's a reason why he throws it so much. He likes it. He likes the feel of it. It, it tends to get him in line to throw the fastball where he wants it to go. He's going away with the heater. He's going up with the heater. He seems to feel it's easier to do that, finding the release point on the slider first. Me, it's like Stowers. The, the pinch hitter leading off the ninth mm-hmm. inning. Dude been sitting over there for three and a half hours. You're going to flip him a 88-mile-an-hour slider that was right down the middle. Now, he wasn't trying to go down the middle. He was trying to go back door away to steal a strike. But, but point, you've the, done the, him a favor well, by you, throwing you a you slider. You sort of have. I, I was a guy that tried to do that. It's harder to hit velocity because you got to get it geared up, right? you got to get that going. And especially... Late in games, facing a lefty when you're a right-handed pitcher, it's almost like you would, what's my no-brainer pitch? What's the pitch that I can throw a guy that's been sitting over there forever that I know that if he even hits this over to the other side of the field, he's probably not going to hit it hard and it's going to be an out. I got a better chance of doing that with a fastball. Why he would flip a slider? Look, he does it because it's been working. Now, again, it's very hard for us to come on here no, and, not, and pick no, we're not, we're not, Jordan Romano we're about the usage jo- of the slider. No, it's we're hard. Not, we're not picking a Jordan Romano, but we're we're just mentioning it because it will be interesting seeing how that plays in the postseason. There are hey, yeah, listen, one, one there, nine, are there, there are there are closers who've gone by with sliders. One ninety-eight off the slider, one eighty-five off the four seamer. It's right. we're, we're picking here. Right. Like it's there's a reason why he's throwing both of them. There's a reason why he's having a great year. Yeah. Not a good year, a great year. It's just sometimes before the guy walks to the plate, you know who you know who's warming up, you know why he's warming up, you know if he's been in the game already, mm-hmm. you just sort of know situation of Maybe he didn't have velocity cuz you did see some 95s yesterday, yeah. which is, you know, he which needs possible. Well, he needs the 99. Yeah. Let's not lie about it. For for the slider, for him to get away with the bad slider, 
the 99's got to, it's got to be there. Like, it's got to be even kill. It can't be 95. What we saw, it can't be 96, can't be 97. 97, they see that all the time. I think, he did. I think he did hit 100 yesterday. 99 though. hit. <clears throat> I'm talking about the first time he lets it eat. Right. 99. Okay. The last time he lets it eat, 99. 99. Like, it has to be there for him to be able to get away with that because what do you have to do to hit 99? You got to cheat a little. Like most humans can't let the ball travel and just play pepper with. They can't. Like, you got to get it geared up to open up the front side, to get it started a little sooner, to be able to catch it out front. Because if you don't catch it out front, if you're a little late, that's a foul ball or you're hitting a weak ground ball the other way, which is not what you want to do. So what do you do? You cheat. That's why, for me, it's a little backwards. If I'm, if you're gonna pick at anything, it's yeah. not because he throws it too much. It's just when do you throw it? I'd yeah. rather you, like you said, I don't know if "have to" is the word, but you'd like to see it. A guy, a guy's been sitting over there forever. Yeah, can't be loose. You know, he might be cheating to try and impress his team. He's a young guy. I, it's uh, again, it's gets back to that triple play in the third inning. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but championship teams. In the third inning of, I don't even know what number game that was, but there were 16 games left. During that game, triple plays are hard to take, <laughs> mm -hmm. even in the third inning, because you know what everybody's trying to do. You know what your manager's doing, your pitching coach, your hitting coach, all the pitchers that come to the mound. It's sort of set up. This is how we use this guy. When the, What the score, Snyder is one of the best that I've noticed at doing everything that takes place in a game because of what that giant scoreboard tells him to do. The score tells him everything. When, when he uses a pinch hitter, who he puts in for defense, uh, when you bring in a certain arm, it's all the things that go into being a championship team. It's all headed in the right direction, and it's just the little things. I've mentioned this. When you play good teams, the Orioles are a good team. I mean, are they a great team? No, they're young. But they are a good team, and good teams, you have to beat them. Most of the time, they're not going to beat themselves. And for me, I had more of an issue. You know me. I had more of an issue with the triple play than yeah. I do Romano flipping a slider a bunch oh, of times. I, I, that's yeah. I, no, I, anyway. don't, I don't want to make an issue of it, but it, but it, it you know, look, he, he, he gave up. He gave up a lot of runs yesterday. And I mean, it's one of the things that stands out about Jordan Romano. Uh, Traffic. And, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of traffic. There's a lot of traffic. Uh, there's a lot of traffic, and I also think that Jordan Romano's a different guy. This is he's a different guy with runners on base than with the bases empty. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, everybody is. We mentioned Alec Manoa, six innings, four hits, five strikeouts, four walks. Uh, he gave them another quality start. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Lefties were two for 11. He only had two, three up, three downs. Uh, he was in trouble the first inning, the third inning, the fourth inning. He threw six innings. He faced 26 batters. It was a grind. Like yeah. he, the little change, and I text you this, the little change was the changeup. He tried to two-seam, which, you know, two-seam is side to side. The sinker is that, what is that on the clock? That's 11 to four. That's a sinker. Mm -hmm. 11 to 4 is a sinker. A two-seamer is side to side. You're just trying to get movement, but he was doing it with a changeup. So you're going from 92 to 86. That's the little adjustment that he's trying to do. It's that Verlander effect. Okay, and explain. I don't want to use it if I don't have to okay, until explain, I have to. Explain that to me, though. Explain well, why. Just, it, he's trying to get weak. He's trying to get quick outs 
on weak contact early in games so he can go deeper into the game. It's genius. But the only issue was is he's a giant human, and giant humans sometimes have tough time with direction, keeping it compact, keeping everything in line to where your target is finishing, where you're staying on top of the baseball. Everything looks the same, and when it looks the same, it feels the same. Ball's going to go where you want it to go, right? It's not going to be non-competitive. A lot of those change-ups were non-competitive. A lot of his two-seamers early in the game, the first inning, the third inning, were non-competitive. That's why you saw only the two three-up, three-downs mm-hmm. is because of that reason. He had five three-ball counts. That's a lot for him. Yeah. And the reason why that is is – the giant human. But again, it gets back to lefties were two for two for eleven. And for him to be able to have a tough first, a tough third, a tough fourth, and still give them six with the lead. Yeah. I, uh, he, is, he he, great, he, is he a great pitcher? <laughs> I mean, I think we're getting to that. Uh, to, where, to where now there was questions. If everybody's lined up, who do you go to in game one? For me, there's no question now. Why no can't question. why can't I get over the sense of eh, sense of dread would be wrong. But why cannot can I not get over the feeling that at some point all the innings are going to catch up to them? Is that just maybe it's because I spent too much time, you know, reading the you know the the Verducci effect, the thirty percent increase in innings, and all. maybe I'm just I'm 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 so used to pitchers undergoing Tommy John surgery or pitchers not you know, pitchers yeah. guys being on pitch counts. I th- I think you are <laughs> overthinking it. And the reason why I say that is, is when Jordan Romano is pitching four outs more than an inning and he has to do that, you know, a lot. Here it is, buddy. Like it's just free and easy mm-hmm. 99. And then when you see him a little between like, he'll go th- three days or four days yeah. between it. Look how it looks. Yeah. Like he's hunting it. He's hunting spin. He's hunting velocity. For me, I think starters are just like that. Like it's just if you just throw me. The more you throw me, it's going to be there. And look at his adjustments. Well, and it's the little, it's the 86 with, with two seam, with run. It's right. the not trying to throw 96 you know, from the first pitch of the game, it's, it's cutting down until the cut, fifth inning or the fourth inning. It's impressive. It, it's cutting down the amount of throwing you're doing between which he's talking he about throw between starts. Anymore. He doesn't throw bullpens anymore. I so. mean, it's so yeah. Maybe you're you are searching maybe, but just because ever you've sort of been talked into it. You know, you you've seen baseball teams actually organizations. Oh. No, he's our just our guy. How do we get him through it? Yeah, and then you see how it goes. Done, this organization's done that. Too. Not this, with him. No, this is what I find. Every guy's different. Yeah. Okay. Every guy's yeah. different. But this is what I find. Maybe why that I've got that feeling there is, yeah, this is an organization that gives Vladdy days off, right? Put uh, DHs him. Uh, instead of playing. Yeah, I think for, we know that without yeah, actually I, saying I, it out loud. No, I know, is. but I'm, okay. but, but. I'm still saying this is an organization that is cautious a lot of times, yet they're far from, at least apparently, mm-hmm. far from cautious with Minos. Well, so he's may- got three, maybe three more starts. Maybe Would you rather him only have two more starts? No. As a matter of fact, I, I think it's three more, right? He's got, they got 15 games left. As, so as a matter of fact, I think, and, and Buck mentioned this yesterday. Now, that, this may have gone by the wayside because of the loss yesterday, but I really, if those games against the Yankees, 
start to mean something. And and who knows the way this, oh, this season's going. They're going to make it. But do you look at maybe wanting to put Manoa in one of those games? Now, right now, meaning, you're saving him for what is the question. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about American League East. Kind of, you've been tooting that for... Five and a half games a lot for yeah, 15 left. Of course. If they, if, they, a if, lot. They, if they're if the Yankees come into town and they're four and a half up on the Jays with three games, well, sure. it's, it's silly. But mm. but what if they're three up? <laughs> what if they're three up? What if they're two and a half up? Well, this, I, I'm just this saying. This is all I'm saying. We've seen this organization do things to their pitching to put their best pitching against the best teams they right. face. Why would that be any different? I, why would it be any different? But the only problem with that is, is you got the Phillies, you got the race, you got the Yankees, and then you got the Orioles again, and you got the little engine that could this year and the Red Sox that they play. So there's the no little engine there, that could. There's no break, like because they stink, and I'm not going to say that. Well, yeah, but they're not the little engine. Well, they that are. Could. This, they're they the are little this engine. Year. That, they are. They're the year. little engine that can't get out of the garage. I was trying to be I nice. Mean, really? Oh, come on. You could you could call the Rays just, a little I'm engine. I'm just saying. Um, I don't think you can say that anymore. No, the, yeah. yeah. The cargo shorts make their team like. We have tickets to give away. Speaking of the Yankees, tickets to give away for the September 27th game against Uh-oh. the Yankees. Who knows? Aaron Judge may set a record in that game. Uh, we'll do mm. that with our trivia in the second hour. Shai Davidi joins us. John Schneider, Blue Jays manager as well. You notice, by the way, that they're starting to use a, a sign that, you know, history is going to happen is when they start pulling out the special balls for Aaron Judge's at-bats. They started to do that. That's cool. They started to do that. That's very cool. Um, He's got 59 home runs, Jeff. 59. Yep. I, I, I don't even know what to say about that. It, 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 he's went from swinging at everything because he thought he could because he's six seven, and he thought his plate coverage was feet. To all of a sudden shrinking that puppy to just about a a small basketball strike zone, and when he gets it, he ain't missing it. We will take a break and come back with our weekly feature in the East. As I mentioned, Shai Davidi joins us, and don't miss this at eleven thirty. John Schneider, manager of the Blue Jays, joins us for his weekly. Hit as well. It is Blair and Barker for a Monday on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Starting Monday, be sure to tune into the JD Bunkus podcast weekday mornings at 9 on Sportsnet 590 The Fan or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. John Schneider's manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. He's got the day off along with the rest of the Blue Jays, but he's taking some time to join us at 1130. Shai Davidi joins us as well. He's our MLB insider with Sportsnet. A reminder that DMs are open for Barker's back leg bits, and uh, we also have tickets to give away to the September 27th game against the Yankees. We will uh, give out the trivia question in the next hour. What's the trivia question look like? Oh, that's good. Oh, that's a good one. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Did you get it? I would get it right. I would get it right away. But you're only, lying. No, only because I happen to have seen this trivia question asked in the postseason last year, and I remember thinking, "Wow." Huh. Anyhow, I would get it. Good for us. It's a Monday. You know what that means? It's time for 
in the East. We kind of go back and forth between in the East. Lance, do we have in the wild card thing there? Play that too right now, just for the just 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 for you. there. A walk on the wild side. Oh, wow. there you go. There We're we gonna go. combine the two of them. I like that. I like that one. That's See, we much want better. Oh, it is much better. I, maybe we'll just. Did you come up with that? No, uh, Lance. Lance. Nice, Lance. That's catchy. Oh, that's really good. Keep that music playing while we talk. Even though it's in the east, it, it's now a walk in the wild side. Because, you know, we wanted to... Originally, the idea was we would focus on the east division. Then the Yankees ran away with it. And we thought, okay, we'll put something together for the wild card. And then the Yankees kind of came back. So we're going to play both of them. Love I think it. That's, that's, let's do uh, it. Let's do it. I mean, we might as well. We can do whatever we want. The uh, New York Yankees, by the way, lost two of three games to the Milwaukee Brewers this weekend. And just when you thought, just when I thought, because I know there are only a few of us, just when I thought that maybe there was a chance the Blue Jays might be able to kind of squeeze their way into the American League East, the Yankees. Well, Judge. Judge went out and bludgeoned the Milwaukee Brewers Mm. yesterday. The Yankees are now five and a half games ahead of the Blue Jays in the American League East. And look, this is all about Aaron Judge. Two more home runs yesterday. He has 59 home runs. Oof. This is remarkable. This is remarkable. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read something that it blew me away when I heard this. And we'll get to the clips in a minute. But this blew me away when I heard this about Aaron Judge in particular. Now we all know that. Roger Maris's record of 61, the American League record, mm-hmm. is kind of the it's the last single season record that isn't tainted by steroid use because Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds. I mean, we all have our either we have our suspicions or we have ample reason to believe that they were juicing. But just think about this for a minute. Think about this for a minute. Aaron Judge, right now has 59 home runs in 146 games. That's ahead of Sammy C- Sosa's total in 1998. It's tied with Sosa's total after 146 games in 1999. Mark McGuire had 62 through 146 in 1998. And Barry Bonds, right, when he set the MLB record of 73 in 2001, had 63 at this time. So Aaron Judge, I can't put this any other way. Aaron Judge. MVP. Aaron Judge is very close to the pace set by the juicers. I, you, you can't put it any other way. Anyhow, Judge says he isn't focused on homers, which you can do when you have 59 home runs because you know everybody else is. And for the record, he says he views Barry Bonds' 73 homers as the single-season record. Wow. He's not getting into the whole moral argument about mm-hmm. steroids uh, or things of that nature. So that's that. But this was Aaron Judge yesterday reiterating that, ah, oh, you guys are making a big deal out of nothing. Mm. Uh, it's, it's not too difficult if, you know, your main objective and your main focus is, you know, go out there and win a game. Yeah. You know, if I'm out, am I focused to go out there and win a game? Numbers, you know, that's just, there is numbers. You know, I'm focused on doing what I can to be a good teammate, help the team win. 
if that means hitting a homer, then it means hitting a homer. But you know, it's never, never been my focus. Never been, you know, my main objective when I play this game. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> well, get a little excited well, about well, it. Say, Jesus, you say numbers. He was four for five yesterday. He's hitting three sixteen. He's. 15 for his last 28 in his last seven games with four homers and eight RBIs. He's hitting 331 versus right-handed pitching. He's hitting 343 against the fastball with 32 back leg cities. He's hitting 319 off the breaking ball. And let's talk about his barrels. Oh, the you number you came that. up with. Okay, ba- a barrel percentage in Major League Baseball, the average is like six point something percent. He is like 26.6 percent. <laughs> it's scary. Uh, he's so, out in the barrel a lot. Okay, so okay, Aaron a Judge, lot. we'll get it. The home runs don't, don't mean care. the home runs don't mean anything. You don't care. Well, how about a triple crown then? Because while we were focused on all these home runs, don't look now, but Aaron Judge has crept to within percentage points of being the first triple crown winner since Miguel Cabrera in 2012. So, I mean, that's got to be a big deal, right, Aaron? You think so? Got to be. Uh, how in your mind are you a better hitter? How like, good, pretty good average year, 52 homer season. In your mind, how are you a better hitter now than last year or the year before? Stay on the field, get more at-bats. That's the only way I can sum it up. There you go. He's real excited about that as well. Got a chance at the triple crown. Uh, By the way, Anthony Rizzo returned to the lineup for the Yankees. That will make them deeper and better. But, I mean, let's be clear. The focus is going to remain on Judge this week. And uh, it's something that took manager Aaron Boone back to his days with the Cincinnati Reds when the aforementioned Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were doing their thing. It should be really special, you know. Well, obviously, we're in a pennant chase, and and Judge sitting where he is, so there's going to be that added buzz every time he comes up. You know, I experienced that playing in the NL Central, playing against Sammy and, and McGuire in '98, where it's like every time it's it's an event, and uh, you know, I think the fact that we're where we are in the pennant race and what he's doing, um, hopefully, should cre- create for an awesome environment at Yankee Stadium. He's also just one point behind the uh, the batting leader now. Oh, I uh, thought there was something more there. I thought maybe <laughs> Aaron Boone like just more. added a uh, question. Is added a Jeff, added a plug. The question for you yes. is: yes. Rizzo has 31 homers. Do you know that? I didn't know that. I did not. Until I looked that. it up, he's eight for his last 24 with three homers. And the only reason I'm reading this: four RBIs. Okay, Stanton in his last seven games is five for his last 29. Not very good. He's hit two homers in his last 15 games. Rizzo, the reason why I'm bringing this up, they've had trouble scoring runs, getting their best hitters up when it matters the most. You've had Judge and Rizzo back-to-back, one and Mm -hmm. two, in the Mm -hmm. order. Would you think about moving Rizzo down somewhere to get him coming up in more RBI chances. That's the question. Have that four yeah. RBI going, because you know what Judge is doing. Hitting all these homers the, takes away from Rizzo being the, that guy, Rizzo, I that do they think, want him to be. I, I, I agree with you. I still think the key to this lineup, and don't laugh, obviously it's Aaron Judge. No, I still think the key to this lineup is Gleyber Torres. Somebody mm. in the middle has to do something might, so that you can get these two guys. I'm gonna I, laugh I would, a little. I would put I would put Stanton up top. Well, he's uh, he's I'm been struggling. I'm sorry. I'd go Judge and Stanton. I know he has, but I would still do that. 
But, man, if Glaber Torres can come through, and he's on a bit of a streak right now, that makes that, uh, that, makes that team a lot, uh, a lot better. You talked about Anthony Rizzo. Well, he waded into the MVP debate after yesterday's game, after seeing what Aaron Judge was doing. He did. Of course he did. And really, let's be clear. I really don't think there's a slam dunk. I don't think there should. I don't think there should be a debate about the AL MVP anymore. Let's see what Anthony Rizzo says. Excited about it all, and uh, you know I understand there's there's going to be a storyline for the next two weeks on who deserves the MVP. But this is this hasn't been done in in this era. You know, Uh, someone chasing 61. You know clean like this and, and no really question marks on what's going on in the game so it's it's really impressive it's really fun and um i know there's a debate about otani and whatnot but you know judge is just it's 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 his season he's just having this special season yeah i um i mean i know vladdy jr weighed in on this and uh took a little bit of grief for it mm. But I mean, I, look, I I understand Shohei Otani is Shohei Otani is having a wonderful year without any pressure. Can I ask you a question? Does There's ha- no way. Aaron does he did. have to hit 62 to win it? No, Aaron Judge. You could stop the season right now, and Aaron Judge would be the MVP. I winner. think so too. But but man, I'll tell you what. Now, if, if if he wins a triple crown and you don't vote, if he wins a triple crown and hits 62 home runs and you don't vote him your most valuable you have player. A vote? No, I don't. But you should lose your BBWA card if you do. You, you, you know really what's should. Happening. No, you yeah, know what's happening. Of course happening. it is. There's going to be people that are that are going to vote for Shohei Otani because he's done. And he's he's had a great year. He has. He's had a wonderful year. He's got no pressure on him. No mm. one gives a rat's ass about what the Angels do. He's having a great year. It's like being in a witness protection program, for God's sake, playing for the Angels. Nobody watches him. Nobody cares. But he's having a great year. Oh, by the way. If you're waiting for the Yankees to hit the skids, they got the Pirates in town for three games. That helps. Followed by the Red Sox. So uh, we may be able to shell the in the East after this week. There may not be much left uh, of, the, of, the East, of the Eastern race. The Tampa Bay Rays, meanwhile, well, we've been talking about how easy Seattle's schedule is. <laughs> they got three against the Houston Astros, the Rays. Yeah. Then they got four against the Jays. Then they got more games against the Astros, and then they have more games against the Guardians. So this is, they got 13 games against teams that are currently in the playoffs right now. This is not going to be easy, bunny stretch of the imagination, but they tuned up for their big week by pretty much holding serve in the wild card race. And this might be the most important thing that happened to the Tampa Bay Rays this weekend. Tyler Glasnow struck out four in a two-inning rehab start in the minors. That raises the prospect of Glasnow joining an already elite bullpen for the playoffs, one led by Pete Fairbanks and his 19 consecutive games without a run. So just think about that. If Tyler Glasnow comes and joins that bullpen, as I mentioned, they'll need it because their final 13 games include six against the Astros. Uh, And yesterday's race starter, Jeffrey Springs, well... He was really, really complimentary, not surprisingly, about the team's bullpen, looking ahead to having Tyler Glasnow as part of that. But he's also well aware of what lies ahead.
we knew what September looked like. You know, we, we saw the schedule early on, and, you know, those teams always play well. And, uh, you know, kind of one game at a time. You know, we got Houston coming in here tomorrow. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be good baseball, but it's, it's what you want to play for in September. You want to play the best, and, you know, the, the Astros are get good every year. Toronto's doing it, and uh, it should be pretty fun. Yeah, you pretty much are playing the best right now. No question. If what you're you the uh, Tampa Bay but, but it helps that your bullpen has allowed one run its last 20 innings. I mean, that, that's it's the, they brought up a it's dude. Race they brought that up a dude, ever heard of. They brought up another dude from the minors yesterday. Crazy. The throw and, and bazillion, eliminate right-handed hitters. Like it's. Yeah. I just don't know where they get it from, but the cargo shorts, man. They're. Let's just. We they talk, take that team to a whole hey, different we level. We talked about this all year long. You know, around it's the guys they bring up. From the minors who may not be their high the, the highest touted prospects, but they come up and they contribute. Glass now, hey, if you lost Manoa, what would happen to this rotation? Oof. They'd be in trouble. The Seattle Mariners, meanwhile, well, we've talked about this. They've got a schedule that's kind of littered with patsies the rest of the way, right? The thing is, one of those patsies, the aforementioned Angels, beaten them three games in a row. It's the first time, if you're interested, the first time the Mariners have lost three straight, Kevin, since they were swept at home by the Astros coming out of the All-Star break. Nice timing. And even worse, third baseman Eugenio Suarez is on the IL. He will visit a hand specialist today to see about the status of a fractured right index finger. And Julio Rodriguez has missed two games with lower back soreness still. Yeah, Suarez, Kevin... Leads the team in home runs. He's been a durable player. He's an important part of all the, the, the stuff you talk about with good teams. You still got to like their chances of being the home wild card team, though, don't you? Uh, I, that's a great question. I'm, I'm not sure. Those, those are two big losses. If Rodriguez doesn't come back for a little while, I know that doesn't seem like a huge deal, but it's a big enough deal to keep him out of a couple of games. If he doesn't come back, how do they score runs? Like, is their lineup that good? I mean, it's good. But it needs those two guys to be really good. And then that puts uh, so much more pressure on, on other parts of your game to step it up. Can they step it up other parts with 15 games left? I know their schedule. You know their schedule. They know their schedule. But you still got to go out and throw strikes, eliminate people with two strikes, run the bases, and get a big hit. The big hit is what you have not been seeing the last three games. So, and you got to remember, this, is, this sure. is not a team that's been there and done it. No. Either. This is not a team that's been there and done it, which has to be. You have confidence be. in it right now, today? I, I still do, just because, because of that schedule. Um, I mean, it helps. And the pitching. I, their, their pitching is, you know, that's. But well, so does the Rays, and right now the Blue Jays yeah. have really good pitching, and too. And I was going to so say that. It, that eliminates good teams when you have good pitching. And, and of course, the, one of the, the stories here, one of the importance perhaps of the Jays getting home field advantage is we don't know, I think, whether or not Robbie Ray has been vaxxed yet. Now, I've got to think, Kevin, you, I'm, I'm surprised he, people aren't asking him on a daily basis about this mm -hmm. because there really is a chance that the Rays will have to play and uh, will, will play the series in Toronto. I mean, he almost has to be. You'd think so. He almost has to be. Uh, you'd think so. Anyhow, so that's our look around the uh, American League East and and in the wild card. And uh, just to reset it a bit, the with Jays with today off, they're 83 and 64, five and a half back of the Yankees who are 88 and 58. The uh, Jays, in other words, are uh, six back in the loss column. Tampa Bay is 82 and 64, Baltimore 76 and 69. They have five more losses than the Rays 
and the Jays, I think we can pretty much, as I said, we can pretty Say much it. stick a fork in them. You said it. I think we can pretty much stick a fork in, in them. The uh, Boston Red Sox, or fish, uh, Red Sox, Red Sox might as well, officially eliminated this weekend. The little engine that could. The little engine that could. <laughs> Only four games under 500, but they're eliminated. They're nine and a half uh, back in the wild card. And in the wild card race, as we look at it, the Blue Jays are 83 and 64. Two up Tampa Bay, 82 and 64. Seattle, 80 and 65. Baltimore, four back. The White Sox, five back. Minnesota, seven and a half back. Cleveland still holding serve. They're kind of very quietly now. They're 79 and 67. They've won eight of their last 10 games. Just, just staying ahead of the White Sox, who've gone seven and three. Minnesota, I think, is uh, on the verge of falling out of this, out of this thing. But uh, Guardians make a run. They're 23rd in OPS. They're yeah. 29th in homers. They're 25th in slugging. <laughs> you think they can do that and make a decent run in the playoffs? No, I just think that, you know what, though? I think they could be a real pain in the ass in the they're playoffs. They're eighth in ERA. They're sixth in saves. They're fifth in whip. Yeah. That's how they're eight and two in their last 10. They are. And they play in the central. As I said, they are a team that could, is, they are a team that could, really be a pain in the ass in the playoffs, and they have a guy. They have a guy. Mm -hmm. And they got a closer. And they got a closer. And they've got Jose Ramirez. But, um, yeah, it's – I still have – I still don't know, man. It's almost – if you finish – if you're a wild card team, would would you want – would you rather have Cleveland than play in Tampa Bay, Seattle, or Toronto? I don't know. I think you're a wild card for a reason. Does it matter? Really? Yeah. Just play who's in front of you. That's me anyway. Yeah, I just, I, that's, I don't know. I'm trying to, I kind of, in my mind, I go through what the best worst case scenario would be for the Blue Jays. And Lynn, Cease, and Giolito would not be an easy get. That, that would not be an easy three. If they could line it up, which they Probably won't be able to with where they're at in the standings. But if they could line those three dudes up. I just don't have any, I don't have any trust in the White Sox. They're four back in the loss column. I don't, I don't have any, I don't have any, I don't have any faith in them. But I'm trying to figure out if I'm the Jays. Home field against Seattle, is that better than going Absolutely. to Cleveland? Absolutely. Cleveland? Okay. Absolutely. Home field against anybody. All right. Make them come here. You do that. You're good. There is a narrative around the Jays, and I know you have spoken to John Schneider about this. There is a narrative around the Jays that all this team has to do is make... It's not as if making the playoffs alone will be good. It will be be enough. But that this team might be a different team once it's in the playoffs, that there might be some sort of weight lifted off Well, there's so much pressure on Bo and Vladdy and Springer and Teoscar... And Alec Manoa and to get there, Gosman right? to get in. Once you're in, it's now now you can be the best player that you can be. Now you got because you're in now. Once you get in, yeah, you're being asked to win a three game series. No question. So I think and that's you should the be. This team should be able to around. win a three game series. You would think so. You would think so. Yeah, it's things uh, got to go right though. Teoscar, you you look at his numbers, and we're going to talk to. John, about this, they're not very good. What do you do with him? I mean, I, I I understand who he is and what he can do, 
but he ain't doing but, it. But in September, he's hitting a buck ninety six. Now I know that buck ninety six. People go, ah, it's just average. Well, you can only hide a buck ninety six so many different ways. Yeah. And he's got a one homer in his last fifty six at bats, which. That for me, the one homer I think is more important than the buck ninety six. Yes. You know, if that was four or five in fifty six, okay, you can handle that. Yeah. If he was having, if he but, was even having a Matt Chapman, September, so what do you do? What right? do you do? If he was even having a Matt Chapman, September, do you play Tapia more against righties? I mean, I, I mean, do you play the best, the best hitter right now? And right now, you could argue he ain't. I I I think it's. The approach has to be the same as the approach we've taken all along with 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 Vladdy and everybody else. I mean, it's just this this year is what it is, and you just you just keep keep running those guys out there. But I do think the fact that we we saw Matt Chapman move up in the order is is reflective if of Gurriel comes of, back of, of where soon, where this team is. Yes, and Teo's not hitting. You could put Tapia in one corner. But Gurry, I, I would assume that Gurriel would be in left if he's healthy enough to play the outfield and not DH. You put Toppy in right. You put Springer in center. You DH Kirk. You play Jano. Like I, that's a question we have for John Schneider as well. I, I did want to ask him that. How significant was it that uh, Danny Jansen and Alejandro or, or and Alec Alec Manoa were able to work together so well? Did you have doubts? History? No, but it's one of those things you like to see because Alec Manoa has been uh, Alejandro Kirk has been Alec Manoa's personal catcher. That's one of those things, and and I don't know Security if that was blanket. any grand plan or just a you know Danny Jansen's injuries kind of contributed to that. Sounded but, to me like he was healthy enough to catch yesterday. Yeah, but I wanted to uh, Kirk. He was. Yeah, I, I wanted to see how it worked. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised knowing how it looked. Knowing the you. looked really good to me. I just I just think when. Push comes to shove, and you need an out. How's it look? First inning, how'd it look? Third inning, how'd it look? Fourth inning, how'd it look? Yeah. How many runs did he give up? Oh, and by the way, Danny Jansen's hitting, too, which is another thing. I mean, back leg cities work his, anywhere. His home run to bat ratio, <clears throat> you know? Oh, he's got a plan. Yeah. you got to have a plan. He's when got a walk great plan. Play. Stop trying to hit 280 and, and hit – 20 homers. Yeah. And whatever the average is is what the average is. No one. That's it. If I hit 20 homers and play good defense, nobody's going to care. I don't. I don't either. Shai Davides, our MLB insider with Sportsnet. John Schneider's manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. They'll join us in the next hour. And we have tickets to give away to see the Yankees on September 27th. Our trivia contest. All that ahead in Blair and Barker on 590, 360, the network, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. 